0: I'm McGrew,
1: And I'm Gary Butterfield.
0: And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I talk about comic books starring the X-Men. Gary, we're back. We're back, baby. How you been, man? Well, How you doing?
1: Uh yeah, I'm alright. Uh it's warming up here steadily. I'm looking forward to when we're done, I can pop on the AC and uh yeah, cool it down a little bit.
0: I follow uh, various meteorologists in our territory because of hurricane stuff and um now that there's no hurricane news um other than like you know shit sucks (laughs) but uh now that there's no like you're in danger news
1: and shit that these nerds bought (laughs) yeah
0: um now it's just like hey it's super hot outside and no it's not going to get any cooler anytime soon stop asking me and i'm like okay cool (laughs) (laughs) i like the idea that people blame the weather guy for being hot is really funny to me
1: that's um we we uh we had passed our uh heat wave it seemed like uh but now it's back Oof. so yeah it's uh and it's not it's not outlandish it's not as hot as it is there but it's still pretty hot and specifically like i'm moving really happy to get out of this apartment because this apartment has uh two windows they're both on the same side of the building so you cannot get any cross breeze uh this like the apartment is consistently about 10 degrees hotter than it is outside oh joy with the windows open <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, there's a little thermostat on the air conditioner, so like when I turn it on, I'm like, "Hold up, 81," and then I'll look at the you know, the weather on my phone. and It's like 84 outside. I'm like, "Fuck this, like, sucks." Yeah, like, this is this weird little heat trap. It's also like anytime I cook anything, the 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 whole apartment just like like Emma came over and she's like. When did you make broccoli? And I'm like, two days ago. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> it still like, smells, air my dude. It just doesn't move. Like, <laughs> yeah, like air just does not move in the air. So, uh, looking forward to going to a real big boy place the, for my 40th.
0: The other day, uh, I saw somebody posting about the weather and it said that the humidity is so high that the, it turns the air so thick you can fight it. And the heat index is so nasty that you're going to want to. And I was yeah, like, I okay, know. people are having a lot of fun with this. Thank God we have air conditioning.
1: Hot weather people people drive me fucking nuts. Like, I understand that it's contrarian to have a strong weather preference no matter what. Like, when I'm like, yeah, winter is good. Like, I understand that's contrarian too. But whenever it's like 90 degrees or 100 degrees, there's always somebody who's just like, oh, yeah, this is great. I can't wait to be outside. I'm like, what is wrong, man? What is, how can you like this? Like, I, you know, I recognize I, I got some chunk on me. I'm a man of carriage, so I probably sweat more than you do. But also, like, how is this just pleasant to your skin? <laughs> you know?
0: We, um, you know, we, we built a carport next to our house. And um, it's, you know, concrete slab, you know, like an aluminum cover. So it's in the shade and all this other stuff. And when we first got it, it was at the beginning of summer. And it became like an afternoon ritual. We would go out there and, like, sit out under the carport. And, like, there was a breeze. It was, you know, we would be in the shade. So it's, like, kind of cool. And then, like it steadily got to the point where I was like, you want to go? And I'm like, no man, I really don't <laughs> like, I just don't. <laughs> it's so hot. Even in the shade, it's just going to be gross. Like, can we just Yeah. like, can we wait till like fucking October or something? Like maybe Halloween will come around and we'll have a good time out there again. I don't know. <laughs> not now, yeah.
1: Shade is fake. People talk about shade. Like it's magical. Well, it's not so bad in the shade. It's nice when the breeze is going like, yeah, no shit. Like when nature is putting a fan on you, it feels good. Uh, but you can't control that. Yeah
0: uh shade is the thing about shade is when it's super hot outside like it's just marginally better in the shade which isn't necessarily like good it's just marginally better we used to fight for uh parking spots with shade in phoenix because it was so fucking hot during the summer that like you would get into your car and it was just you couldn't you'd have to like have the windows open and the air conditioner going so so before you could touch the steering wheel like it was fucking horrifying but like if you were if you were in the if you were in the shade it was all good
1: so Fucking A. Uh, X-Men, Deadly Genesis. <laughs> yeah, all and of that to a, say. <laughs> it's a miniseries that ran in 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, Ed Brubaker, who is a comics writer I, I rather like. Me too. Uh, was kind of the uh, X-Men architect for a while. Um, out of the stuff he did, I didn't like all of it, uh, but I did generally like it. And this is drawn by uh, Trevor Hairsign, who was an artist who was basically um, not the uh, you know, not the planetary guy. Like, he was a lot like Brian Hitch, but not Brian Hitch. Okay. Uh, really weird. Like, he reminds me a lot of Brian Hitch's art, the Ultimates and uh, Planetary Guy. Um, With covers by Mark Silvestri, uh, shitty comicscape monster we talked about before. Yes. Um, And this was a big deal. This was a, a big uh, turning point X-Men thing. This wasn't like a storyline. Like, they're around the same time, there's a storyline that dealt with Colossus and finding out that he's uh, descended from Rasputin.
0: Yes, I remember that. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, this isn't that kind of thing. This actually had a pretty big impact.
0: What would you do if you um, found out you were descended from Rasputin? Would Would that change your daily day to day? You think?
1: Yeah, I'd probably get it put on a business card or whatever. <laughs> you know?
0: Do you have business cards? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess like going to yeah. like. Um, yeah. Uh yeah, conventions. You're a professional
1: and stuff. podcaster, Jeremy Greer. Like I I, I just you know, I'm gross.
0: sorry. Like some people don't have business cards. I not, it's not, it's not yeah. Didn't know you're gonna be so weirdly defensive about it. My bad. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Yeah, I, I hand them out at conventions and stuff. If we ever if there's ever like a uh, real life again and I meet people.
0: <laughs> uh maybe we will shake a hand that of a stranger can we can don't I, know and not immediately feel like you are gross. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> can, cannot wait. Um this is in the wake of a couple big events that we should probably give a little bit of background on. Yeah, absolutely. Before we move into it. Uh, house of M big one. Um, yeah, maybe someday we'll cover that. Uh, I don't hate house of M. It has a bad reputation. Uh, it did give a really weird status quo to the X-Men though. Um, in house of M Scarlet, Witch said no more mutants. And uh, she only got most of her wish (laughs) because instead of (laughs) having no more mutants, there were like 200 mutants left. 198 to be uh, exact. I think, Yep, exactly, exactly how yeah, the 198, uh, that little miniseries, mm-hmm. and uh, what this did, and I can't remember the exact logic of this, but the government got really invested in the X-Men at this point. Um, there was something called Sentinel Squad 1, which had its own miniseries, which were Sentinels that were sent to guard the mansion. This is basically the X-Men were on house arrest for a while. Yeah. Uh, and this this crossover, this uh, miniseries takes place during that.
0: Mm-hmm um i also am really into house of m like i it was mm-hmm. i kind of read it all in a, in a bunch and, and really really liked it uh I, I was kind of like i've talked about with the relationship that she has with vision and the avengers and the current mcu and with that weird tv show that may or may not be coming out anymore like that is like i think You and I may have talked about this of like the doing the opposite of House of M um, would be really interesting to me of like her her trying to bring her brother back or whatever and like she creates a bunch of mutants I think would be super
1: cool yes more mutants yeah yeah some (laughs) some more mutants (laughs) just just, just like leaning forward like more, mute, more mutants, mutants. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so like I'm, I'm like I think Scarlet which is a really interesting character in the comics I think they haven't really done a whole lot with her in the MCU but I, I she's horrible yeah, yeah um, with that she's weird floating accent yeah yeah, but I'm I am I would want to see more of that and like this story taking place in this. I remember reading this and going like, oh, yeah, like I was like I had just finished House of M and so like wanted more to see what they were going to be doing with the X-Men. Um, and this was a really this is a really fun story. Like, I think um, I haven't read this since I read it originally, which would be like probably 2003 or four ish. Uh, well, it I, came out
1: in 2006. So it was definitely 2006. <laughs> it, <laughs> that was
0: right around the time I got big into comics. so I was just kind of hedging my bets there. Like That was when I got yeah, back into a, comics.
1: B- b- right about the time I got big into time travel yeah, I was pulling yeah. artifacts from the future. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rachel Summers came and was like, hey, you need to read this. Um,
1: yeah, do you want to kiss yourself? I can do that. I, I can make year, that. Or... I can make
0: that happen. Like that's, yeah. that's a special <laughs> request, you know, yeah. 20% tippers only. Um, but I remember reading this like around the time all this was happening and we'd be really, really into it. So I'm curious how it will hold up. I've only read the first two issues. I didn't, I didn't have time to get to the other four before we recorded. So uh,
1: I read it because I am getting ahead uh, for my move and it ends up pretty well. Uh, I like the story. There's a Mary Sue element because of the character that's introduced, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like, is it's, it's really grounded. Like Ed Brubaker was a really interesting person to take on X-Men, uh, because he had mostly done things like criminal and sleeper and incognito, like these crime comics, um, you know, low life. And these are all really good. Um, you know, he had a, a daredevil run, like he had done stuff that was generally more low key than the X-Men. Yeah. And I think that X-Men like house Arrest, house arrest X-Men. Um, who kind of have to hedge their bets, is a really good fit for Ed Brubaker. Um, And then he immediately went into space. Yes. (laughs) And did a whole lot of stuff with his pet character Vulcan and the Shi'ar, and I'm less into that. Yes. Um, But this is pretty cool. Uh, Cover by Mark Silvestri, Mark Silvestri, a monster, but it is a cool little take on the giant size X-Men cover number one. Yeah. With all of the X-Men as skeletons, uh, which is obviously going to appeal to me.
0: Yes, I love skeletons and just about every single form. So this this was into it. Um, we start out at the mansion with Scott and uh, Hank, kind of looking up into the sky as this this figure of a sentinel hangs over it, and both of them being like, "Yeah, this 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 sucks." But and yeah, and Hank is like, "You know, I'm, you know, that's that's one thing." But like to me, they're they're discussing like all of these mutants basically disappeared, and Hank says, "You know, everybody's made of energy, so if they just." are not here anymore where did that energy go um yep and we are, are taken into space where i a, a obviously a nasa mission has gone wrong prospect has gone wrong uh and something's going on
1: before we go up to space can we talk about uh long-haired beast like quarantine hair beast i love it dude i, I respect it issues? yeah into <laughs> like, it it's uh it's it's real good like he's got a like this is what uh i looked like before i cut my own hair uh like, basically this. Yeah, like a it's bass player. Yeah, yeah, very bass player. Yeah. Huge bass player. <laughs>
0: like a, a bass um, player with, uh, you know, cat ears. Which is d- which is definitely somebody on Twitch right now. Like, if I went to Twitch to type those you know, words in. Many
1: people on Twitch. <laughs> um, so something's gone wrong on this uh, the prospect, this space shuttle. Um, we see some of the astronauts, and they've got, like, these tumors mm-hmm. uh, growing on them. And we get this mysterious figure. We're going to find out who this is later, but it teased out, like, a mystery. Um, who kind of wakes up. Uh, getting zapped with energy. Yes. on this planet. Um and uh kind of goes through he looks through these astronauts and uh doesn't know what's happened to them and this energy kind of z- z- comes from space and zaps him. Yes. Uh here taking out all the astronauts and empowering uh this man.
0: And um he looks up and realizes that it's the 21st century. I think that's a real weird way like if you haven't been around yes. for a while. <laughs> Like I would be I would be like it's 2005 <laughs> not it's the 21st century. Um I also like this is just an aside and it's just because we just finished up days of future past but going from like this crazy terrifying future of 2013 where Wolverine is like old <laughs> to, to mm-hmm. a 2005 comic where everybody is basically the same age. I know it's just the comic book medium as a whole but it was a real like what <laughs> kind of thing for me. Yeah. yeah. Um
1: They should be going a little bit gray. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> At this point. Um, he is very uh, shocked and upset that it's 2005. Oh, okay. yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah. 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 Uh, and he's like, they, you know, how could they do this? So something bad has happened. Um, we cut back to the mansion where uh, Colossus and Nightcrawler are looking at a portrait of the giant sized X-Men original crew. For you people who don't know, that is when the original X-Men went away. Uh, eventually, went and formed X-Factor. And uh, this is Wolverine, Banshee, Storm, Colossus, and Nightcrawler yeah. uh, when they joined. Uh, Um, I love uh, him looking at this portrait and then there's a portrait to the left. That's just just night night crawlers. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Like just like the idea of like, you know, professor Xavier whistling as he asks someone to put that up.
0: I don't, um, you know,
1: (laughs) it's very funny to me.
0: I don't know if uh, will has, has made you watch the taskmaster yet. I don't know if you've gotten in on that train. Um, I'm
1: familiar with taskmaster. I I haven't sat down and watched like, I I'm not current with it, but I've watched, you know, 10 or 20 episodes
0: as the, as the series goes on, they put more and more pictures in the house and it's just like, you know, an old West family, but every single picture is Photoshopped to be the taskmaster to be Craig Daniels or, you know, weird, I'm into that or right. weird, like, you know, cricket teams, but with, you know, season one contestants, all photoshopped on the heads. And like, that was what I was picturing here is just like every picture has a nightcrawler for some reason. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's like, it's it's Jean and Scott getting married, but nightcrawler is in the corner somehow. <laughs>
1: like <laughs> <laughs> oh. The, uh, You know, so they're basically, uh, they can't find Charles either. Charles has been missing since M day. That's when uh, house of M happened. Mm -hmm. Um, and they can't find him. And it's just like, you know, why has he not found us? Like they're having this existential crisis without leadership.
0: And he's kind of reminiscing about the time that Charles Xavier saved him from those people that were coming to hunt and kill him. And like he says, you know, he he he! not only like saved me, but he also taught me that I wasn't the monster that they were safe. Like he didn't save me just physically. Like he literally saved me as a person and um, how special that is. And, you know, it, Colossus is basically like, don't worry. Like Emma's on this. This is all that she's working on. And that takes us over to Cerebro.
1: Yep. Uh, Emma and uh, Kitty Pryde are working. This is uh, in the wake of Colossus coming back uh, for a little while. This is, kitty pride rejoining the x-men this is post you know this point i believe this is
0: post astonishing this has to be like when is astonishing is that
1: true let's find out
0: because like the way that astonishing ends up is really
1: um Astonishing x-men number one
0: 2004 so this would be post
1: yeah yeah I, i thought so because it was uh colossus died from uh curing the legacy virus yeah like he was gone for a long time. That was in the '90s. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was this was he uh, he had come back. Um, this is post Astonishing X Men, um, but not like and, post
0: all of it because of the way that Kitty ends up in those books. So like this is kind of in between. Yes, yeah. um, and it does. It's, well, Astonishing
1: X Men started coming out four issues a year, three issues a <laughs> year sure, for a while. Yeah. Like uh,
0: it, continuity. Who cares? Th-
1: who cares? Uh, this is playing with when Kitty Pride came back uh, in the Astonishing X Men she was like you guys are hanging out with emma frost that's fucking nuts yeah remember hellfire club like and this is them kind of uh sparring with each other kitty being kind of the tech expert getting cerebro running and emma being the psychic
0: and uh i like that i like it when kitty pride throws shade at emma frost like it's that's mm-hmm. it's usually written very well like I've, it's and it's always a lot of fun um yeah. Emma connects herself to Cerebro and immediately sees uh, this Omega bl- Omega level mutant, but it's moving extremely fast and she's overwhelmed and the thing like explodes with energy and she projects a NASA um, rocket ship Ex- going to yep. going falling into the earth uh, near New York. So Kitty can see it, but Emma is out for the count.
1: Yep. Um, they're, they start rushing her to the uh, to the lab. Do a medical test and uh, basically they fill each other in. Like, there's a shuttle. Why wouldn't the shuttle land somewhere in Houston? Why is it landing near New York? Uh, that is not correct. So the X Men uh, get in their jet to uh, leave and go check it out. And uh, we're introduced, you know, another member of the X Men, Rachel, is on the X Men at this time. Um, and this is a big deal. Uh, they can't uh, just leave the compound. They're under house arrest, so they have to sneak out from the Sentinel yeah uh and the way they do this is they uh jet past it really quickly and then leave uh little chaff grenades like things that leave their heat signature to mix it up
0: so basically shaking Um, loose the 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 signal so they can go check this out uh Meanwhile, Kitty Pride is in the bathroom. She's like trying to cope with the kind of mental feedback that she got from Emma when Emma went 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 all nuts. And in the mirror she sees Peter, but with like a huge bite taken out of Peter. Like he, she sees zombified yeah. Peter.
1: Yeah, the legacy virus took a bite out of him. <laughs> yes. Uh, chomp she's... chomp, Peter. Chomp Chomp. <laughs> chomp Chomp. I'm an AIDS metaphor, Chomp Chomp. <laughs> oh. Um This is this is the first like vision. People are gonna are seeing ghosts. Yes. Uh basically. Uh here um they comfort one another we cut over to nightcrawler who sees the angry mob uh including one guy who has a shirt that just says hog i love it dude uh, i'd wear that I'm shirt way into hog yeah, definitely hog Hog.
0: <laughs> you know since um, um since the guy from twitch that apparently said the word pog champ like coined that phrase that went weirdly viral on that mm-hmm. network um he's a weird like monster now um so everyone's okay. like, we have to give up poggers, and I'm like, maybe we could just change it to hoggers instead. Like, <laughs> let's let's <laughs> less pog champ, more hog champ. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that that's the origin of like pogged? Like somebody's pogged for something? Uh,
0: I th- I think this dude just like started saying it for some reason. I don't know the actual like origin behind the word, but then I, like I only know this because because the dude is uh like a uh, sex pest and then turned into a weird conservative monster. So
1: okay. Yeah, I don't. I I know I'd heard uh, people say things you're know, getting totally pogged, but I didn't know what it was in reference to because I'm uh, we're pushing 40. 80 years of podcast experience on this podcast.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, about about a about six months worth of Twitch, you think between us, maybe?
1: Yeah, yeah six months of Twitch, eighty years of podcasting experience. Uh, if, um, if you want to
0: donate those bits, though, we'll read it live on air. Let me tell you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, I know what a bit is. Sure. Thanks for the Amazon Amazon Prime sub. Um Uh you mean Twitch so gaming? I, <laughs> I I yeah, I suppose. Um yeah, uh, so Nightcrawler, as he's walking through the grounds, it's actually turning into like Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like the old country when he sees the ghost of these, these rednecks who tried to lynch him. Uh European rednecks, even though they're drawn as American rednecks for some reason, they're all wearing flannel and shit. Yeah.
0: yeah um yeah.
1: they're they're yelling at him, you know, kill him, he's a monster, burn him alive he's freaking out he's running away uh and he's just like basically having this psychic attack and having this freak out um he manages to get away and we looks up they're all gone like it was just a vision yeah uh
0: we go back over to our uh our, our mission team cyclops wolverine and rachel and um rachel has kind of pinpointed where this is it's somewhere in uh new york but uh Wolverine sees something and he's like, you, you got to kind of take a look at this. And it's a giant hand coming out of the ground who has, which has grabbed this rocket ship, this, the spaceship, yeah. um, which is obviously was about to crash into the ground itself. Um,
1: super cool image.
0: Very cool. Like, very like what the fuck is happening here? Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, they get out to check it out. We cut over to, uh, Banshee, uh, here where, uh, Hank has been in contact with Banshee over on Muir Island um, basically seeing if uh, there are any files that might suggest where Professor X had gone. Yeah. Um, And he's like, yeah, you know, Moriara McTaggart died recently. Like, this is just really depressing to me. You know, she's my ex-girlfriend. You know, I slept in our bed last night. Like, Banshee, (laughs) come on, man. (laughs)
0: dude but also like uh, hank what are you really looking for here like you know did professor xavier leave a bug out bag on your island and you're like yeah. does it have 10 <laughs> 10 addresses of potential sites that we're gonna be going to like sa-
1: xavier safe houses yeah exactly uh, it's it's so great too because it just turns out xavier's drinking uh, when we eventually find him <laughs> he's in a bar uh but uh banshee sees Moria mctaggart outside uh and starts freaking out runs outside and sh- this is another ghost uh cut back to the x-men the X-Men are walking to this cave and they see uh Jean Gray, uh specifically in her old Marvel Girl yeah. uniform. Uh and she's like, Help me, uh, they run in. Like it's obviously a trap, but uh Rachel falls for it.
0: And as they're yeah, as saying. as they get as they start chasing Rachel, we see this dude from space, and he's kind of got like he's all in shadow, he's got glowy eyes, um, and he's got a ripped up superhero uniform. Like we can't really see anything. Um, and they immediately attack because he's holding Rachel by her neck using one glowing hand.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, we cut back to Banshee uh, chasing that ghost. The ghost leads him over to uh, the computer that has all of Charles Xavier's secret files. Uh, <laughs>
0: And the ghost goes to yeah. D colon Xavier colon secret colon. Do not open. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, I he meant slash not colon. Jesus. His, uh, secret, uh, secret file. Um, we go back to the, the cave where this guy, and we're going to get, let's just start calling him Vulcan. Cause I don't want to just say this guy before they reveal it. Uh, Vulcan just like owns Cyclops and Wolverine. Like Brubaker did the X-Men is very depowered and uh, Vulcan as incredibly super powered in a way that feels a little bit, you know, as I said, Mary Sue ish to just have somebody show up and just, you know, easily win. Um, but this is the idea is like, this is, uh, you know, a new villain. Like you're getting on my nerves. Like he's doing villain speech shit. Yes. As he's, uh, and his powers are really ill-defined. Um, he kind of zaps uh Wolverine and one thing I love, he tries to shoot or Cyclops tries to shoot him. He just waves his hand and makes the beam really cool. To, like, looking panel. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like it's incredible. Stops yeah. it and then circles it around and, and throws it right back at, uh, Cyclops, which is super fucking cool.
1: Yeah. Love it. Um, so he, uh, he zaps everybody, uh, here and, uh, he looks at Rachel. He's like, you're Marvel girl. You're not like my Marvel girl. And uh, he starts insinuating to Cyclops, like, hey, you know, I know you. Scott, you haven't changed. He's like, you don't know me. He's like, you don't remember me. Like, well, I've got a use for the girl. And he drags them off. Yep. Cyclops and uh, Rachel.
0: Meanwhile, over Muir Island, um, the ghost has opened up. (laughs) <laughs> D Xavier files slash <laughs> do not open dot ABI. Uh, yeah. No, really? This is two girls, one cup. Please do not open dot MKV. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's a video file of Moira room who had recorded herself saying, you know, uh, I, I need to remind myself what a complete and utter bastard Charles Xavier is because I know given time I will forgive him. So this is some, some secret shit about Xavier that we do not know about. Um, yep. meanwhile, uh, Wolverine wakes up and I guess Cyclops blast has come. <laughs> completely torn off all of his uniform so he's super naked and a sentinel and a military helicopter is is there telling him not to move yep.
1: to arrest him um we get at the end of each of these issues there's a gimmick where they introduce these new characters who we're going to find out more about mm-hmm. um i would like to move through these quickly yeah i uh, think it's pretty i think, I think, think it's pretty basic. Lame. yeah like they're really basic and uh you know spoiler it's not going to amount to much You know, these characters. So this is introducing, and there's, there's rhyme and reason to who is introduced when, like there's a reason why we're being introduced to Petra Yes, here, um, who is basically a homeless girl who is a mutant, uh, who, uh, for a time, uh, kind of came out of, uh, poverty by crushing diamonds and turning them or coal and turning them into diamonds, uh, which is crazy uh yep crushing <laughs> coal to uh, says google alerts are all gonna pop up uh, <laughs> and uh you know eventually gets cornered by the the police fights them uh and then gets recruited mm-hmm. by someone we don't know yet um she has the power to manipulate rocks and does not have a lot of personality other than being kind of like a street you know a tough street girl
0: and i think notably like in the very first page that you we see her like when people are start to attack her like she causes the ground to reach up and grab them like yes hint hint nudge yeah. nudge wink wink um
1: that is the you know that is the reason why we're learning about Petra now yeah absolutely so, remind um, you of anything
0: and and these are all like really like these are all pretty simple um like it's a typical mutant origin story like it's i think it's nifty that it has a different art style and like you're getting these at the end of the book um and mm-hmm. I, I think it's an interesting way to inter- to give backstory to characters we don't even know exist yet within the context of the story um but so i i think they're, they're cool i don't think we need to spend a lot of time on them though
1: it just it just ends up being like you know i mean i guess you know Spoiler, like, th- th- this won't matter that much. Um, you know, and that's kind of what makes me not get to invest in Petra's origin, you know. Um, but that's the, the end of the, the first issue. Um, again, it's six issues, uh, and we're going to keep going. Yes. We're going to be back in a couple days with uh, issue two.
0: Yeah. And if you like this podcast, patreon.com slash is the place to go to show your support. You can also leave ratings and reviews on iTunes and various other podcasting services which support reviews. Uh, some of those we read. I don't maybe not all of them but some of them we definitely uh I honestly I, I read all of the reviews that come in like I'm, I'm plugged into that stuff and we appreciate all of those um and you can also tell your friends about the podcast to spread awareness we really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, uh, I do not read them, but I want uh, them to be nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I still appreciate them. It's just uh, you know, not good for my mental health to read reviews. They're they are they
0: are nicer reviews than you would expect. Let me say
1: that. Oh yeah. No, I I I just don't get anything from these reviews because I got a broken brain. Yeah, that's true. It ain't good up here. Um good night. <laughs> good night, Michael
0: You know, you've been asking for sign offs for your various shows. Maybe that's shit. it ain't good up here. Bye.
1: It's it, <laughs> a really good sign off, man. It ain't good up here. Till next time.